toilet. Here we go. magic in, in a young girl's heart that sounds really creepy but i know what you're referencing <laughs> and i don't want the cops to get called uh, i believe in a simian sorcery well that's good because this is we talk games arcade weekly an arcade review show brought to you each monday free of charge from your friends over at we talk games.com and keith uh it's mario oh mario we're talking Nintendo games that led up to one of the biggest franchises in video game history, let alone Nintendo's history, but in video game history. We're talking about the games that led up to Mario, Super Mario, a character that we all know and we all love. But Nintendo had to cut its teeth somewhere, and that's why we're diving deep into some of the more obscure and odd titles from their arcade presence. And then uh, as the month goes on, we'll talk about some games that you're probably more familiar with. But right now, this week, we're talking Monkey Magic 1979, which is an extremely rare game. It's extremely rare, but it's very well known. Nintendo took the Monkey Magic character to such great heights. We're all familiar with the Monkey Magic franchise. We're just not familiar with Monkey Magic itself because of the rarity of the arcade game. But who could forget such great titles as Monkey Magic 64? I mean, that really revolutionized platforming in the 3D genre. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Super Monkey Magic RPG. I was surprised that Nintendo let Square handle their Monkey Magic franchise at the height of the 16-bit era. It's really incredible. And, you know, they, they did a good job. They introduced some other weird characters, but it still yeah, works. Because Malo was one of my favorite characters. And who could forget Monkey Gino? <laughs> yep. And, of course, uh, Monkey Bowser, who is his mortal enemy, and, and he's on his team this time with Monkey Mar- Mario. We are so full of shit. Yeah, no, nobody knows Monkey Magic. <laughs> no one. I didn't people, know Monkey Magic. People argue whether or not this game even existed. <laughs> yeah, what if this so, is like a weird plant? Like, it's all some weird social experiment. The game did exist, just in extremely small numbers, and up until recently, people really didn't think it was ever released it might have just been a a prototype that they did some print materials for you know like an arcade flyer and such yeah but a few years back there was an arcade cabinet and then there was like a picture from 35 years ago or some or 40 years ago of this cabinet sitting in an arcade and that was pretty much all the evidence and material available for its existence and a few years back on yahoo auctions if you don't know keith yahoo Super popular in the Asian market. Really? So much here. 
but yeah, so, like Community is a big smash hit over there, you know, on Yahoo streaming is still thriving <laughs> and well. As of today, it still is. But as of a few years ago, Yahoo Auction was a lot more popular than eBay over there. Interesting. Maybe because of international shipping rules they might have had or something like that may have been friendlier for. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, but one of these arcade cabinets, these uprights, were sold on Yahoo Auctions. Which is why we have the ROM that exists today. And good luck finding this ROM because it is a treasure hunt to find a working ROM and then which version of MAME to run it in. Keith and I had a lot of difficulty yeah. uh, getting this to you this week. Yeah, but it's yeah, not they, easy to get running and it's it's very rare. And you did mention the, the Yahoo auction. I did follow a link to it thanks to Arcade Blogger at ArcadeBlogger.com who did uh, some extensive coverage of this. Tony Temple. Yeah, great guy. Having him on the show soon. Really awesome article on there, which uh, was one of the first things I, I found when I was doing research on this game. And yeah, when I looked, I was wondering why, A, it was Yahoo for an auction, and B, why it was all in Japanese. Yeah. And it sold for around $4,000. Wow. And it's a nice-looking machine. Like, it's yeah. very similar to the many other Nintendo R&D one cabinets one other ones that we will talk about this month and uh the one we talked about last week sheriff as well this one's slightly different though it doesn't look a lot like popeye or the other uh units that would come later doesn't have that body style of popeye donkey kong donkey kong jr mario bros some of those games we'll be talking about this month just to get people excited but it is a stylized cabinet and if you look at it online, you might be confused as to the choice of the artwork that's used, but it's still interesting artwork. Like, it's an interesting-looking cabinet. It's not as interesting as the sheriff cabinet or the cabinets that come out later, but these sort of um, dumpling-looking things that have arrows on top are prevalent on the arcade cabinet. And uh, as we discuss the game, we'll find out why. But before we get to that, let's jump on over to T.T. Schmookins and check in with her weekly Snap Stats. Hello, I am T.T. Schmookins, and this is supposed to be T.T. Snap Stats. <laughs> Monkey Magic was released in 1979 by Nintendo. Animares. Enamored. Yesterday. Small wire nuts. <laughs> Honestly, throw me a bone here. What type of specs am I supposed to give on this game? Ah, uh, it came in a wooden cabinet that had paint on it. <laughs> Congratulations. If you analyze difficult this program, we would teach you. Asterisk asterisk asterisk. TL.Tokyo-Japan 044244-2151 Extent Ion 304 System Design IKEGAMICO Lim That's all I got. You Now, more of the We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine. So as you said, this game was put out by Nintendo R&D 1, published by Nintendo, obviously. It is a ball-and-paddle breakout clone. And we touched on this last week, that Nintendo, when it started out, at this point of its history, was very much a toy company. And it was also very much a follower instead of a leader. So it would do a lot of Pong and breakout clones, most specifically with its 
color TV games. There was color TV game six and 15 and block breaker. Guess what? It's all the same thing. And they were doing it since 77. They were doing Pong and Breakout clones. Radar Scope is another example of this, where they were following instead of leading. But what I'll give credit to Nintendo for doing with Monkey Magic is, again, they took the universal approach, which I, I always have to give universal credit because they were very good at doing this. And they, at this time, they were at the same level of a Nintendo. But they were more focused in being an arcade company where I don't think Nintendo was ever focused at being an arcade company. I think that they saw the arcades as a lateral move in the toy market and they were more driven to bring that arcade experience home, as evident by these TV game dedicated consoles that they put out. If you go to wetalkgames.com slash in the can and search Nintendo, this year is going to be the biggest saturation of Nintendo arcade games for us because they don't have a very extensive history in the arcade outside of the titles that we all know, Donkey Kong, Popeye, Mario Bros. Yeah, and we're they, just going to cover them all at once. So. Sure. Sure. And we're not going to talk about the Play Choice 10. I remember the Play Choice 10. It was awesome when I was a kid, but essentially it was paying quarters to play an NES in the arcade scene. And it was really just used for Nintendo to advertise their product to people. Yeah, but so, wasn't that like the only way you got to play Nintendo games, Kyle? For a while, yeah. Thanks for rubbing it in, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was the shithead kid who was like, I could play those at home. <laughs> It's true, though, and, and there are differences with those versus titles that would appear in a Play Choice 10 than what we got at home, but essentially they're the same game. Yeah, the, the you're not going to spend two hours and, you know, $20 and quarters to play through Castlevania in the arcade. No, not unless you took your dad's uh, water jug filled with coins with you to the arcade. I mean, somebody I here used that. to... But steal I, coins from his dad to play arcade games, <laughs> particularly Pit Fighter. But uh, I think it was somebody. I think it was some buddies on the <laughs> on the show right now. Oh, did you used to do that too? I think every kid used to do that. Yeah, because every dad had like a change tray. What was up with that? Because I don't have a change tray. My dad literally had one of those big water jugs for a water cooler. Yeah, filled to the brim with bills and coins and uh i'm ashamed of how many times i dipped into that for video game purposes oh man you know what makes me sad i just realized nowadays i do actually have a, a little glass thing of uh, of quarters on my dresser but it's for my fucking laundry <laughs> like <laughs> I, it's all relative, I guess. I just, I wish it was for arcade games. I wish it was like, oh, let me grab a couple quarters, go to the complex's arcade, and pop a few coins and play some fucking monkey magic. God, can you imagine? Good luck. If you find this out in the wild, steal this cabinet. Yes. Oh my God. Freaking. Maybe bring we can it get to a better ROM. It's my understanding that the ROM that's out there isn't from the upright, but is from a cocktail cabinet kit that also sold. Yeah. And once again, people aren't sure. If it is a recreation or if it is exactly the same, some people say it's actually easier than the original mm. uh, arcade unit as well. The ROM you're playing, which isn't actually that easy either. It's not. It's a really difficult game, and it doesn't have any level progression or anything like that. You don't, don't really get too far into it. Let's talk about why we're even talking about it. Because okay, it's a breakout clone, but why? Why are we talking about a game that a lot of people? 
even if they're interested in playing it, might not be able to. As you said earlier, this is about Nintendo searching for a character. Sure. That spark, like that thing that sticks. And maybe Monkey Magic didn't stick because it was just rare and they didn't make too many of it or because all these games can be traced back to Pong from 1972 by Atari. And by Mm. 1979, everyone was tired of this until, you know, Arkanoid in 86 changed the game and added power ups and all these other things to it. I got to be honest, though, I like this game more than Breakout. Breakout. And again, you got to understand we're talking 70s here, so. These games that seem like they're very small iterations on each other are watermarks. So the fact that what you're breaking apart in Monkey Magic is a monkey's face, if you haven't gleamed that already, because we haven't actually explicitly said that. (laughs) No, we just said that breakout clone. Now, that face is a character, and it has emotions. It's limited uh, in art direction and what it emotes. But it is there, and it is important to recognize because of the history and the foundation of this company. And it shows how Nintendo would keep going back to the well in future games. Oh, yes, Um, specifically to a simian. They never forget, and I didn't even think of drawing the line between the monkey and monkey magic and eventually donkey kong and apes i didn't i didn't even think of that that's wow and then shigeru miyamoto didn't do the art i believe for this as well i think the artwork for this game was done in at the time very groundbreaking program you might be familiar with it it's called ms paint (laughs) you can click and make a perfect square (laughs) with it the the computer actually helps you make the lines perfectly straight and you just stack a bunch of those and this game doesn't hold up today with its art direction but again for its time it's on par with other things that you would see in the arcade mm-hmm. and um, you know what? something else nintendo never forgets in later nintendo games having your enemy laugh at you ah you stole my thunder when you mentioned that i was thinking yeah. of all the little things like that's a little thing we'd see in punch out and like yes. donkey kong in punch out and a game i wrote down duck hunt When you would lose, the character would laugh at you. Well, I believe that this is the first time that that happened in a Nintendo game because the monkey's face is, yes, made up of different bricks. And there's different ways that you go about breaking these bricks apart. And if you lose, the full face of the monkey reappears onto the screen. And it is a bizarre looking monkey. We're talking bright neon colors, magentas and greens, teals. It's not like... Donkey Kong, where it's, oh, that's a gorilla because he's got brown fur. No, this is a very abstract idea of what a monkey's face is. But if you lose, the monkey comes back on the screen and has the little anime upside down used in his eyes and his mouth will go "Ah, ah, ah, ah," and laugh at you and then it'll say game over, which again is groundbreaking for the time. Having the game emote like that, and that's something that we would see in later Nintendo titles and also in other games like more famously Sinistar, which had a, you know, a giant face that would come on the screen and taunt you and emote and do all different types of things. Now, I'm not saying this game influenced Sinistar, but this game is a watermark that would lead up to something like a Sinistar. And it had to start somewhere. So before you steal any more of my thunder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to just say in the way mechanics did you have for this title other than Breakout 1976? First, I have a 
Journey to the West from the 16th century, uh, written during the Ming Dynasty, and uh, attributed to a man named Wu Chang'an, because obviously monkey magic being a big story over there, as we all know, it's the influence behind Dragon Ball and (laughs) Dragon Ball Z. And the first thing that came to mind for me was monkey magic, which was not an anime I ever saw. Right. But was a commercial that used to play constantly. Constantly, yeah. When I was uh, in the 90s watching it. In fact, I have it right here. Uh, Let's cut to the clip. The highly acclaimed animated series Monkey Magic is now on home video. Experience the unforgettable quest of a lifetime. This is the most exciting adventure you and your family will ever share. Join Congo, our monkey hero, as he searches for the ultimate wisdom. Come along for the ride. The new Monkey Magic Home Video Collection. Now available at Sam Goody, Media Play, and Suncoast. So head out to your local Sam Goody, Media Play, or Suncoast now and pick up your copy of (laughs) Monkey Magic starring Congo. I feel like uh, uh, one of those... uh indestructible red copper pans should also be sold to me while that <laughs> while they're also trying to sell the VHS of the stupid <laughs> movie. You can find that on YouTube and see how very early 2000s, late 90s it is. Yeah, it's a mix of CG and cartoon and whatnot. And, and pick up the soundtrack by Uncle Cracker. <laughs> Featuring tracks from Sub 41. Oh wait, man, that's a little later. Anyway, but uh, you know, this is not this is something a lot of different gaming companies and uh, obviously anime and animation companies would pick up on and use. Uh, I don't know if this may be the first instance of uh, them pulling from this. I'm guessing that's where they're pulling from. Uh, I don't know. I uh, think it more it has more to do with at the time when these games were being developed. These developers grew up with king kong ah i think they were children when they saw king kong and that's why it makes sense to have a giant monkey gorilla ape as the villain i'm guessing now i don't know that for sure I, i've never seen an awada asks where that was confirmed but i'm gonna guess the age of these guys kind of lines up with that like they would have been young children when the godzillas and the and the king kongs were yeah i just wonder where the magic comes in that's that's my question there's really no magic in the game maybe the little dumplings with the arrows on top or you know something that's culturally lost on us so let's talk about how you play this game unless you have more making mechanics but again all i had was breakout 1976 by atari i mean i had pong 1972 because that's the original paddle game obviously and then breakout in 76 and super breakout in 1978 and then just for a Post-making mechanic, Arkanoid in 1986 was another game I thought of. The reason I thought, like, Journey to the West and stuff, which obviously I could Mm -hmm. be totally wrong, was the fact that on the game screen, it looks like he kind of has, like, a red headband, like, karate dude. It looks like it's a hat. But in the image, yeah, Yeah. like a headband, but in the marquee image, it's a hat. Oh, yes. I do see that connection now. Yeah, on the flyer as well. He's wearing something that looks either like a fez or or a um, a headband. I do agree with you. Yeah, that's why um, I was like, oh, maybe you know, it's just more pulling from Journey to the West and making you know. There's elements in the game that I didn't particularly understand, and in my research, it, there was conflicting 
ideas of what these things that appear on the screen are. The basic plot of the game is you use your paddle to smash your balls into a monkey's face and mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty, pretty much. You just, ah, oh, man, and who hasn't been there? But, um... Yeah, but it it takes a little bit of a spin, which is why I think this is a little more fun than Breakout. It's a progressive game. uh, And also because it's not just breaking blocks or certain blocks taking more hits. It's stuff like if you hit his nose, your ball goes a little bit faster. Right. And and before you even get to that point, there are those arrow dumplings, which are on your screen, Mm -hmm. which have one, two, and three on them. There's also a couple skulls, which are uh, obstacles in your way that don't... Okay, so the red skulls on the screen, and I interpreted them as skulls as well. In my research, I'm being told that they are monkey faces. They don't look (laughs) like monkey faces. They look like red skulls on the screen, and they are an obstacle. Or maybe they're like early Mario mushrooms. No, I'm not going with that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nintendo never forgets, man. I don't know. You you break apart this monkey's face in different stages. So these dumplings that are on the screen, they have numbers on them, but I didn't need to hit them in any particular order. They just say one, two, and three. You have to get all three of them up into the monkey's jaw, and you do this by bouncing your ball with your paddle at them, and once they hit, they move up. And I think it's like three or four progressions. They move up. They touch the monkey's jaw. When all three touch the monkey's jaw, his mouth opens. And now you can break apart his teeth. Now so are we feeding him dumplings or... I don't, yeah. I don't, think, I, again, something is lost on us with this game. I don't know, because you're prying open his jaw. Maybe like Reservoir Dogs torture scene. <laughs> no, no, not sexual. No, like torture scene. Like, no, we're going to pry your jaw open. Because then you start knocking his teeth out. Then he gets X's for eyes, so you're killing him? Well, there's not stages. The game loops, but there are different... There there aren't stages or levels, but there are in the sense that the game plays a little bit differently each time you make a progression through this destruction of a monkey's face. So you move these dumplings with arrows up. They open his jaw. Now his jaw is open, but the jaw cannot be broken apart, so it acts as another paddle. You launch your ball into the mouth, and it breaks apart the teeth, and because the jaw is indestructible or unbreakable, it bounces the ball quicker while it's in the mouth. Yeah. Once the teeth are depleted, now your goal is to change the monkey's face from teal to green. I don't know why. You're not breaking apart the monkey's face, but it's you're changing its color. You're peeling his skin off his face. Ooh, this is just this is getting gross. You're making it gross. <laughs> <laughs> As Keith explained, you can pass the ball through the monkey's eyes for points, but also to turn them from O's to X's. Now when you turn the eyes from X's back to two O's, the jaw, which is, again, just an indestructible line of blocks, reappears. So now you have an extra paddle, and it's a little bit easier to change the rest of this monkey's face from teal to green. But if you pass the ball through the monkey's nose, it builds up speed considerably and makes it challenging. And just like with other block breakers in the future... The more this block bounces around, the quicker it gets, and then, of course, it shoots towards you, and because we're not playing on the proper cabinet, the proper cabinet had a, we call it a paddle on this show, or a spinner, or some people call it a dial. Yeah, I usually go with dial. Think Arkanoid. That is the proper way to play these games. Keith, you uh, you know I have a cocktail table in my home. 
lucky. What is it? Well, yeah, I got to make up for my childhood, dude, as we touched on. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Journey, Journey did, a, did, a lot, a, did work, did a lot of work on you. Yeah. So <laughs> it's one of these 60 and one JAMA boards. So it's technically the proper arcade. It's not like a PC emulating. It's on a board. Yeah. What annoys me about it is I have several games that either require a trackball, at least the way I play it, or a spinner dial. And all I have is a joystick and two buttons. That is the worst possible way to play block breakers. The best possible way to play these games, like a breakout or like an Arkanoid, is with that spinner knob. I didn't have that, so I had to settle for the mouse. Now, I know you got a arcade stick recently and if i remember correctly it does not have a trackball option because that would be my other go-to if i had a trackball that i could use you you can do trackball with the breakout or the arkanoid type games but i would prefer the spinner it's just a joystick and eight buttons or six buttons no it's actually it's made to be they categorize it as a fight stick it's a may flash uh f300 uh most people consider it a fight stick because that's what primarily most people buy these, you know, uh, independent joystick units for, you know, USB mm-hmm. plug in. But I got it for the show because I figured uh, the closer I can get to an arcade experience, the better. Because, right. you know, like you said, we don't have it. We don't have arcades to go to play uh, a lot of these games. But this isn't so easy on the on the joystick either. Right. It's not as fast. Spinners and trackballs offer a lot more speed to them. In yeah. fact, uh, I love Arkanoid because the diner that is uh, still there, though under a different name, it used to be called uh, the Crystal Diner, which is where we used to hang out and spend way too many hours before we were 21. You know, because that was what you sure. would do. You couldn't go to a bar and hang out, so you'd go sit in a diner and drink coffee and smoke cigarettes. Yeah, well, yep. when, <laughs> when you could do that indoors as well, when right. you could smoke in a diner. And they had an Arkanoid unit in the little foyer area. Mm. But uh, yeah, the spinner knob, nothing compares to that. Uh, I right. wish I had a spinner knob to be able to play this. I think it would have been a little bit easier because it's really hard to clear that monkey's face, as uh, demonstrated by. By my skills in free kick some years ago on mm. my YouTube, uh, I'm not the best at these style of games as much <laughs> as I played a bit of Arkanoid, but that that was the real refinement of the genre. If you can figure out how to get this game to run through emulation, I would say that the best course of action is using the mouse and then good luck because it's still difficult because you're yeah. not playing it the proper way. And again, we're not discussing this game because we think people are going to go out and, and seek this game out. I think for most people, this game doesn't have enough to hold up today. But I think it's an important game. So after you change the monkey's face from teal to green, now you can start to disassemble its headband, the top of its skull... It looks like a really short top hat. It's a red section of this monkey's head. Yeah, you cut off the top of his head, make him eat his own brains. Yeah, you do some Indiana Jones in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and uh, I was going you know, for for Hannibal. You went for oh. <laughs> Keep going back to the torture stuff. Chill, Eli Roth. (laughs) (laughs) So that's it. Once you do that, you've completed the destruction of this monkey's face. And guess what? Here's another monkey's face. Yep, go for the high score. This is a classic arcade-style game, which you didn't play to complete. You played to get that high score and the bragging rights. Now, 
when you say classic arcade, I don't want people to get confused because there is a title that we give on this show, which is a pure arcade game. Yes, that's it's like the one, one of the highest did. honors we can give an arcade game. It, yeah. it always holds up. It's timeless. It doesn't matter what year you're playing it. You're going yeah. to. That's I, not this game. <laughs> no, 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 no. I say classic arcade in the sense that you're playing it for the high score. You know, sometimes you're playing it for the fun and you're just dropping a quarter in to enjoy yourself. But in the end, the point of the game is to get a high score. There is no congratulations. You are win at the end of this. You know, it just it keeps going until you stop. You got to remember 1979, of course. So Mm -hmm. with that said, I don't know what I could say could be improved with this game. I think the game is an improvement on breakout standard breakout in the arcade it's a watermark but i think it's very boring i think in fact breakout at home with the different atari flip switches you could do to have it balls and cavities within the bricks or there was bricks that would move down as you were trying to break them apart those iterations were welcomed for me as a young video game player as opposed to what i played when I played a proper arcade cabinet where the bricks of breakout just sat up there and nothing else really happened. It's solitaire pong. It's important to remember that yes, pong was in your making mechanics and it should be pong in its arcade sense required two people to play. There was no AI on the other side. Breakout was the quick fix to that. We're not going to have a paddle moving on the other side. We'll just have a wall of bricks that you need to clear on the other side. Now, later iterations, you'd see that there'd be AI, like with a game like Warlords. It's a breakout iteration or a Pong iteration, but there was AI involved so that the computer would play against you with paddles in a different sort of way. So instead of it being top to bottom, it's these four corners. I'll never talk about Warlords, but if you're a fan of paddle games or or not (laughs) i don't want to get the subs out there excited when i say paddle i'm talking ball and paddle now then you'll like that game i think warlord had many different iterations that were enjoyable this game for its year monkey magic has enough iterations to distinguish it and it is a clone but something other than a cheap knockoff which is why i'm saying that it goes along with universal and their method of releasing games they take an idea and improve on it just enough so they don't get sued, and it's also something fun. This is a genre of game that the last I'd heard of it, you know, people, like you said, they call them breakout clones or um, ball and paddle game, not balls and paddle. That's the distinction, Kyle. <laughs> yes. A ball and paddle game. Uh, but um, there's one that came out in 2011 I uh, was a fan of that came out on the Xbox Live Arcade that's called Wiz Orb. Oh man, that sounds vaguely sexual too. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I recommend looking it up. It is on Steam as well, and is available for the low, low price of two ninety nine. It's a story based breakout game, like RPG. It has a story. Hmm. You're a wizard that turns into like a staff paddle ball, and you're basically playing, advancing through levels of breakout and getting special abilities and stuff like that, and actually following this RPG-esque story as well. Missed opportunity for Nintendo, and they still own the franchise, and they could still do it. I don't know if they would do something as clever as what I'm about to pitch, considering their current sensibilities. Was this We Dream Games? This is We Dream Games. Are you ready to dream games with me, Keith? Yeah, yeah. That was actually something I was thinking about. Yeah, it was what would have happened if... Monkey Magic was a big hit for Nintendo. Forget Monkey Magic. 
Uh, you just hit me into something even better. Alleyway RPG. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with Alleyway, but Alleyway was Nintendo's breakout clone for the Game Boy, and they did very little <laughs> to make it different from Breakout, with the exception of Mario. Oh, I remember that on pilot. Game Boy. It was on Game the, Boy, right? It was on Game Boy. Yes. Mario is the pilot of this paddle. I would love to see Alleyway 2 as a breakout ball and paddle game but with rpg elements <laughs> yeah like making you know mario getting new abilities in there you could tie it into the franchise you know like yeah, you get so stupid but i would play the, i would play the shit out of that game <laughs> i'd say you know what just just do alleyway too you know maybe not even if you even if you leave out the the rpg elements add in all the breakout no, Keith, you gotta have the rpg elements in there you get you unlock powers or you buy upgrades you gotta this roll where, for dexterity and if it's in the rpg franchise gino and mallow can finally make their return yeah you know what there's legal stuff with that i don't know if we'll ever see those characters again yes yeah, square does what Square's been doing a lot of business with a lot of other companies nowadays and doing really well too i mean the tomb raider games are fucking fantastic they've been helping put those out and whatnot so. I, I feel like if square enix was to put out a new rpg with gino and mallow in it it would just be those two characters walking down a hallway for 40 hours oh yeah and then event you'd hit some buttons along the way to fight some guys and uh, these jokes are way too contemporary for what we normally talk about <laughs> yeah for for rare games like monkey magic yes what a so, what a strange game! I never would have heard of if it wasn't for doing this show. <laughs> well, I think that about wraps it up for Monkey Magic. So let's give our one sentence reviews and um, put a cork in it, so we can move on to next week with another game that most people probably haven't played, but has a little bit more meat on those bones. Yeah, which is, Nintendo is at least admitted to having one of the next week's game. They haven't said <laughs> shit about Monkey Magic. Yeah, you're not going to find like a Monkey Magic trophy in Smash Brothers or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, like with Sheriff, you know, you're not going to get a Monkey Magic clone in WarioWare. Oh, now you just put that into the universe. That might happen. I could see that happening. Dude, maybe it's, it's going to happen face. now. We're going back to We Dream Games again, but it yeah. could be Wario's face up there. Yeah, this is this is where they're going to remember Monkey Magic. Thanks to us, guys. You can thank us for in the next Smash Brothers. Right, and really, Congo we know the monkey to be a character from Monkey Magic. <laughs> and we know we won't get any residuals because we don't own any of the. Uh, the franchising rights or the characters or anything. But if you could give us a five-star review on whatever program you downloaded this podcast from or, or a nice review, it really would help us out. For sure, so, dude. So, so please, Shigeru Miyamoto, when you listen to this episode, <laughs> drop us a nice uh, rating and review. Hey, uh, Monkey Magic, one-sentence reviews. Uh, Keith, I'll go first because I'm sure you're still writing yours. <laughs> go ahead. Monkey Magic is a lateral improvement to Breakout, but only with a few more rungs. Nice. It's a play on words there, like it's lateral, ah. but it sounds like lateral. Yeah, ah. so rungs. I, I, I missed it. Come at me, Keith. I missed what, do the, what do I got? Yeah. Here's my one sentence review for Monkey Magic. Nintendo loves apes. But but not like that. 
they like to hurt apes. Apparently. Yeah. You know, you're beating up an ape in this with the ball and paddle, and next you're taking away their ladies they've rightfully claimed. Wow. <laughs> it's it's a long-time tradition, apparently, of, of being... You know what? I take it back. Journey to the West, Monkey Magic, maybe it, that's just because they had the same title. I thought that. Mm-hmm. It really is all King Kong. The older I get, the more I realize what a huge influence that has been on everything in media and entertainment and culture. It's it's crazy. Go back and watch either the full film or clips from that film and look at when that film came out. It's incredible. Yes, it's a clay gorilla. But what they were able to achieve is amazing. Yeah, I saw that movie at a young age, and like considering the year it came out, you could have told me like, "Oh, this came out like twenty years ago," and I've been like, "Wow, that's pretty. That's crazy." Sure. Besides the clothes, like it's it's awesome. Burned into my brain is seeing when he breaks his hand through the glass to grab her. Like that just. Mm, yes. I yeah. don't know why him smi- his fucking doofy smile on King Kong every time <laughs> they, they, they do a close up of that face. I'm like, eh, like that. They did that again in the '80s one too. He had a dopey looking face. Yeah, oh, who directed that? That actually, actually, uh, speak- I, I just remember his dopey face in Jessica Lang. Keith, where are you going to be August 12th and 13th? Well, I'm going to be at the Long Island Retro Gaming Expo. Where are you going to be, Kyle? Hey, I'm going to be there, too. It's taking place in Garden City, New York, at the Cradle of Aviation. You should join us. Not you. You'll be there already, and so will I. But you, the listener, should join us as we record a live episode as a part of the event. It's going to be a good time. Uh, I've been told that we are an acquired taste, but once given a few episodes, people get on board with us, and uh, that warms my heart. So hopefully, if you're a fan of the show and you live in the tri-state area, you'll meet us there so we don't look like complete fools yes. as we talk to an empty room. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, and stay tuned because there's going to be a lot more news and information from us as part of what we're doing at this show. Um, there's going to be some cool things that will be uh, either giving out as prizes or handing out. There's also going to be other opportunities and some things are changing for the better for this show. We got a lot of cool things lined up and all kidding aside, we've been talking about us going to the show for a few weeks and people have reached out to me who do live on Long Island saying that they're very much going to be there. So we're looking forward to seeing you there. Hey, just as a reminder, if this is your first show, we're on all the social media outlets now, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And Reddit's the uh, the newest of the bunch. So if you're one of those Redditors, check us out. We Talk Games, all one word. That's where you find us. Facebook, We Talk Games. Twitter, We Talk Games. Reddit, We Talk Games. Just make sure that you, you type the full thing because if you type in W-E-T, some other weird Reddit stuff is going to come, yeah. <laughs> come I, up. Yeah, and I was but, not uh, familiar with Reddit, and then I was like kicking around on there. I'm like, oh my Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's too complicated for me, really. Uh, I do look in at our Reddit, though, so please go uh, let us know what you think over there and talk about games, about Monkey Magic. Do you remember that crazy commercial? And before we get too far Monkey off from... Magic. <laughs> Monkey Magic! Like, watching that commercial, I, I still remember that. Like, Monkey Magic right now. Check out the CGI in that. Oh, it's great. Check out that commercial for that film, and it's so bad. Yeah. Before we get too far away from the retro gaming expo, I was curious, will people be able to purchase any of your artwork or T-shirts at this expo as well? I will be shilling that. I wasn't going to show that on the show, but yes. um, I think people should know. Come on, man. I'm a big fan of your work myself. 
It'll be there. Planning on having some new items for purchase. More on that later. But yes, I will be there right next to our booth with my own uh, selling original artwork and apparel. Nice. going to be awesome. I'll probably be wearing some of it. Oh, that'd be great. I definitely will. It's like when you go see your aunt and you have to wear like (laughs) that sweater she gave you, only it's like super cool and you already wear it too much i was gonna say i would hope you'd want to wear it exactly you saw i finished strong i finished strong yeah, yeah, yeah you got me nervous got it's me more nervous. like it's from your really cool aunt gotcha from I'm, Long I'm glad island to, i'm glad to be your cool aunt <laughs> <laughs> i've never met her but we talk on skype all the time <laughs> well that all that's gonna change august 12th and 13th be there yeah be there for Keith the Robo Duke, I'm Kyle Von Kubik. Another exciting week of May Rio is uh, coming right up. If you're not already subscribed, what are you doing, you goof? There's a million ways to do it. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. WeTalkGames.com. We'll check you next week.
날 두고 떠나지 마나 지금 너무나 외롭다 